0: Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 70, the big 7-0 of the TTL podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful wednesday of bets now before we dive deep into today's action and talk some lines for you kind folks joining us on today's show please take a few moments if you haven't already to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently adjusting the TTL pod on if you are on YouTube you might as well go ahead and hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show if you are listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory be sure to subscribe there in addition so you never miss the drop there as we do release the audio version after every live show in addition next item up on the list if you could also be so kind and you have a few extra seconds in your day go ahead hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating all of that good stuff we cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but not least here head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the ttl link tree within that link tree you will find all of the ttl crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and once again, thank you so much for choosing to bet with the TTL crew today. Been a bit of a uh, wheel-spinning start to the week here. Uh, the man to my left uh, probably doesn't even want to look into the camera, as you can see, but here he is. He's live in prime time, ready to get the good vibes rolling. Regardless of if it's a winning day or a losing day the previous day, you know what you're going to get here at the TTL Pod. Good vibes. We never have anything but them. So, without further ado, let me bring in that aforementioned man to my left. A young man who uh, is ready to start cashing some doggone tickets. If you read the description, ready to get the money train back on the tracks and headed straight for pay station. Without further ado... The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R-Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal?
1: My man, I'm doing good. I know I say it every single day that I'm doing pretty damn great, but uh, something about today. I woke up on the right side of the bed today, and uh, I'm feeling pretty damn dangerous.
0: Well, I don't know about you. I don't know if you guys noticed. New hat. New Jersey, everything coming out feeling good. I you know, the hat that I wear is a very special hat to me. It's a favorite hat of mine. I wear it because uh it was a gift to me uh by somebody who else is very special to me. However, sorry, still love you, but had to change had up to the vibe. Had to get the vibes going in up. a different direction. So, first things first, before we get into uh a little more banter and what is coming up on episode number 70, You know the deal. We are a full transparency show here at the TTL pod. So quickly, let's get into yesterday's best bets of the day. Yikes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. On the screen now for you, yesterday's best bets of the day. If you're listening, don't turn it off. Don't turn off the show after we tell you this. We have made some corrections and honestly, a lot of bad beats here on the screen. Uh, My partner, one in three. Uh, The Braves got it done in the bottom of the fifth on an Acuna three-run bomb, which was way more sweaty than that minus-170 line needed to be. Yep, Ozzy Albies, but still. Or Ozzy Albies, uh, sorry, my fault. Acuna is still not ripping the ball, so (laughs) doggone it. Uh, The Marlins' first five lost it one-to-nothing. Absolutely terrible beat there. The Rays, the Nats came out hot. I told my partner before the pod, but he sided me on over. Either way, we all bet on the Rays and (laughs) lost. Uh, Then you got the brewers minus one and a half i obviously didn't back that uh, being against the cubs not that it wasn't good analysis but a bummer there uh, over to the right side of the screen another over for me uh, did not go over for my full day so quick reminder before i get into this follow us on the action network app s- number one stick to your units and number two make sure you have additional plays these are our best bets of the day we do the research we do everything but sometimes the s- Tide doesn't shift in your favor, my friends. It's gambling.
1: Sometimes those ones that you're wishy-washy are on are the ones that uh, you know go. And I really wasn't
0: wishy-washy on these at all. That's fair. Uh, So, with being without further ado, uh, follow me at cash underscore with underscore colt riley at. R mags in all caps and then all of the best bets of the day, if you want to, <laughs> talking the line. We will turn this around at some point. Kind of wild. I started last week nine and oh and had a beautiful week. And then uh welcome to gambling. Start this week oh and nine. Uh whoever is watching my picks, watching this show, pound sand, quit messing with me. This is not cool at all. Uh Mariners first five plus one and a half. Uh that one lost in the bottom of the fifth, three to nothing. The Diamondbacks first five plus a half lost. In the bottom of the fifth inning, the Giants first five plus a half. All of a sudden, apparently Gozman is not the dominant man. He always has been on the road. Don't know what happened there. Brutal beat. And then the A's first five minus a half had it the whole time. And then all of a sudden decided they couldn't put up any runs on inconsistent on the road. Mike Fulton, and it was tied two to two. After five. So uh nothing but bad beats there for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be one thing. I'd let you guys rip into me if I was getting nine to nothing plays. And like, are you even researching? Are you even doing anything? Right. Yes. This is just Vegas having a nice little day. It's okay. We're sticking to our units. Everything's fine. And then the two for Tuesday parlay. Gosh darn it. We are cashing a special play today. We're cashing two special plays today. Wednesday Warrior and the Wednesday parlay pop off. One more mention now. 27, 25, and one. The ray of sunshine on the TTL pod to start this week the money line dice 4 and 0 start to the week and they are hot cash Padres money line last night and the Padres Reds under 10 5 to 4 final score did not go over after the fifth or sixth inning I do believe that score was Mm -hmm. so let's get those damn things off the screen you know what we say here in the past it's behind us now we are moving on and if uh it being pushed away from your screen was any more of a, a visual cue as to where we're going now. It's time to start cashing some doggone tickets. It's time to give out today's locks. Uh, we got a uh, a show and a half. We did. As always, we uh, we spent some extra time going back and forth, seeing what this week is looking like. Where are the trends? What's happening? Why has our bets been just barely missing we found the answers we got them prepared for you and we are going to be delivering them to you today so as always kicking things off with the best bets of the day we got seven picks coming at you today i got four my partner's got three kicking it off with his then over to mine second segment of the day as always the special play of the day but on wednesdays it is the special plays of the day the aforementioned wednesday warrior and parlay pop-off three-leg parlay pop-off today at plus 489 odds. so make sure you stick around for the second segment get all of those And then we'll be sure to uh, give you the best bets of the day. We'll recap those as well. Then we'll get into the Moneyline Dice segment. As always, the dice are hot. They're ready to roll. They're glistening in the production studio lighting. The all-knowing, all-powerful Dice will be rolling for the matchup between the Kansas City Royals and the Boston Red Sox tonight. So stick around for the third and final segment of the first half of the show, the betting portion of the show for the Moneyline Dice Roll. After all of that, we'll wrap up and we'll get into the second half of the show. You know the drill, rants and reactions. I made a promise to you guys at the beginning of this week that I would start diving deeper into MMA and the world of fighting, and I have once again stuck true to my promise. Got about a half a page worth of information written down here on today's agenda, so can't wait to get into that. We'll also give you our latest hot takes in the NBA and NHL playoffs, and we got plenty more to rant and react about, so make sure you stick around for the second half of the show. And then last but certainly not least, giving you a little extra inspiration, motivation, get you through this beautiful win. Wednesday gonna give you a little message on embracing the hate in my motivation minutes so stick around for the very end of the show for that action but for now cut all the nonsense cut all the drama stop all the banter that you could go to every single other sports media outlet and get you come here To the TTL pod for the stone cold locks. And running tickets to the window with the crew all day and night long. Let's get the vibes rolling now. Let's get the mindset in the right spot. And get things kicked off with the first segment of today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the TTL crew's best bets of the day. And the first half of that first segment, Armag's best bets of the day. I told you he's got three coming at you. All three are MLB plays, and he was going to be a little risky, and he pulled the reins back a little bit and said, partner, 3-0 and sweep coming up. I'm not playing around. I am not going to be wishy-washy on anything. So without further ado, I'm going to let him lay that analysis down, the knowledge he has acquired for himself and now about to deliver to you on this beautiful Wednesday. As always, without further ado, partner, you have the floor. All righty. I appreciate it.
1: First one's coming out of the afternoon slate here in the MLB. We've got the Pirates versus the Colorado Rockies in Colorado, and I am taking the Rockies' money line. You've got Chad Cool on the mound for the Pirates versus John Gray, both right-handers. Rockies are coming in 7-2 and two straight up over their last nine home games. They have scored at least five runs in seven of those nine games and they are a whopping 27-16 and 16 at home this season, top five in baseball at home. If you've been living, living under a uh, I was about to say living under a rock, but that would be a very lame pun. Pun intended. Yeah, uh, so if you've been <laughs> living under a rock, the Rockies, yes, of course, they are record-wise one of the worst teams in baseball, but at home, they are one of the best teams in baseball, but they are uh, as brutal as brutal can be on the road, so that's why their record is as bad as it is. Now, the Pirates, on the other hand, are as bad as their record says, home or away. They are 13-28 on the road, and that is uh, pretty standard for their season on the whole, home or away. Colorado versus right-handers in their last 10. Colorado's offense, 2.59 batting average, 3.33 OBP, 5.12 runs per nine, so that's home and away. Uh, Obviously, I said they were bad on the road. They uh, did have a bad road stretch, but their offense was still kind of traveling well. Uh, So that offense whether it's home or away is actually hitting pretty pretty well right now and they're facing Chad cool As I mentioned 505 ERA on the season 6.04 ERA on the road He's been a little bit better lately, but that's against some very cold offenses And as I just mentioned, that's not quite the case with the Rockies today and they're putting out John Gray on the mound for themselves. He's got a 3.97 ERA, 3.25 ERA at home. And he's actually making his second start after an IL stint that he had for a couple of weeks. And he was fantastic in that first start off the IL. Five innings, pitch versus Milwaukee, zero earned runs. So I really like him to continue that. I like guys coming off IEL uh, in their first couple of starts, as long you know, as long as they're above average pitchers, which John Gray is. Uh, and this Pirates offense is struggling right now in Colorado this week. Zero runs scored in the first two games. Don't know if they'll get shut out once again. But I like this Rockies team to put up a handful of runs on Chad Cool and John Gray to, uh, you know, put up a quality start. And uh, I'm going to rock this Rockies money line this afternoon, partner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am right there with you. Uh, The one and a half piqued my interest a little bit as well. But the money line is a much safer play. Cool has uh, been way too inconsistent for me to back in any capacity whatsoever. And then John Gray, uh, coming off of a bit of an IL stint, but uh, I like him to come back, start uh, being the same old dominant John Gray right. uh, for these Rockies, especially in Coors Field. That's exactly. that's the real kicker yeah. for me here. So I will gladly be backing you, my friend, on your first play of the day, the Colorado Rockies money line. Hammer it in. All righty, second play. Second coming play of, the, of the, the day, sir.
1: American League. It is going to be the Mariners versus Blue Jays. I am taking the Blue Jays on the run line minus one and a half. You've got two lefties on the mound today. Justice Sheffield versus Steven Matz for the Jays. And this Blue Jays offense is very hot right now. They have won eight out of their last nine games. Should be nine in a row. Had a little bit of a blip last week that they blew in the late innings. Uh, But nonetheless, over their last nine games, seven and two to the run line. And they are averaging just under seven runs per game during that stretch. So pretty consistently putting up some nice runs. Last 10 versus lefties, 260 batting average, 341 OBP, seven runs per nine. Uh, so, you know, obviously I had one game on that and it's pretty standard lefty or righty. They are hitting the cover off the ball. And they're facing a lefty in Justice Sheffield that I have no interest in backing today. 5.69 ERA on the season, 6.39 ERA on the road, 7.58 ERA in June. So things are not going well for Mr. Sheffield. The M's have lost, three, have lost each of their last three games when he starts by at least three runs. And after a nice stretch for the Mariners, they are cooling back down a little bit here. Last 10 versus lefties, 231 batting average, 300 OBP, 3.94 runs per nine. So not terrible. Still a little bit better than their season average, but not as good as it was a little over a week ago when they swept the Rays, I believe, and handled my White Sox in two out of three. So above all, I uh, like I mentioned in the last uh, analysis, you have Steven Matz coming in uh, off the IL himself after a couple weeks, and as I mentioned with John Gray, I really like pitchers, at least above average pitchers, in their first start off the IL to really show out and have uh, you know that freshness, whatever was causing them those issues in the past, to be uh, obviously out of the out of their way. Otherwise, they wouldn't be back. So I like Stephen Matz to hold down this Mariners offense and uh, that Blue Jays offense to touch up Justice Sheffield this afternoon, partner, or this evening, I should say.
0: Sure enough, uh, just as Sheffield being on the mound uh, was the biggest thing for me. I backed him uh, last week, backed the M's in the first five. I thought he had enough firepower to get it done at home. Uh, did not at all. So I do not believe he has enough firepower to get it done on the road, especially against these red hot Blue Jays right now. Uh, yeah, I like the Blue Jays minus one and a half. Definitely, I think they get it done by two or more for sure here today. So second play of the day from your partner, Blue Jays minus one and a half. So one and two, folks. Some solid value coming from the Rockies and the Blue Jays. Now, third and final best bet coming from our mags today. Sir, if you could be so kind to lay that bad boy down. All righty. Back over to the National League this evening. And
1: I'm taking the Red Hot Padres on the run line. Minus one and a half versus the Reds. You've got two righties on the mound. Joe Musgrove versus Vladimir Gutierrez. Musgrove has been heating up and looking very dominant in his last couple of starts. Last two against these Reds and the Dodgers. 13 innings pitch, 6 hits, 1 earned runs allowed. 0 earned runs were to the Reds over 7 innings uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so he is coming in uh, with a 2-2 ERA on the season. 2.19 ERA on the road. So very similar home or road. Doesn't really matter for him. He gets the job done. And on the flip side, you've got Vladimir Gutierrez, 3.97 ERA on the season. Came up in late May, so this will be his seventh start. I was backing him early. He was looking really, really solid. Now he's starting to fade. His last two starts, including a start against these Padres, 11 innings pitched, 14 hits, eight earned runs, six walks, uh, and five earned runs were to the Padres over five innings. So in this case, I I really like Vladimir Gutierrez to kind of stay consistent to what he was those last two starts a lot of times i like to find these young pitchers who make their first few career starts guys have never seen him before and he holds them down to one two three earned runs in the first handful of innings and then uh, you know that sixth, seventh start after about a month or so in a lot more film on him a lot more guys have seen him and uh you know it's less of a mystery as we get into it and in this case i think that is to a t for vladimir gutierrez And now you're giving him the Padres offense again, who have won 10 out of 11. And they're tearing the cover off the ball. Last 10 versus righties, 298 batting average, 378 OBP and 6.32 runs per nine. So I really like this Padres offense about as much as I like the Blue Jays offense right now. Hmm. And uh, as much as I like Vladimir Gutierrez early when he came up, I think he's starting to fade. And I think we start to see these teams put up three, four, five pretty consistently on him, partner.
0: Yeah, I was uh, right there with you on that Gutierrez analysis. I like guys, you know me, uh, getting their early starts in the MLB, definitely their first official outings in the MLB. And then for a little while, if they do have a dominant outing, and then now, like you said, seven six seven eight outings there's a lot more tape on them guys right. know what some of those sequences are now and i think uh definitely against this red hot padres team it's going to be one of those days for old gutierrez to uh regress a little bit up to the mean if right. you will right and if you're giving me a bona fide five and
1: run runs to the same team that's a very good team last week or two weeks ago uh over five innings pitch i think it's gonna be a lot of the a lot of the same here
0: sure enough so there you go beautiful gambling people one two and three best bets of the day coming from our mags if you tuned in late or uh, you missed anything there we will recap all of the best bets of the day here shortly after we get through my best bets and the special play of the day but moving right along into that second half of today's first segment my best bets of the day told you at the top four best bets coming at you i got three mlb plays and one nhl play coming at you and you better not call me a homer but we will get things started here at the very top the first one on my card with the matchup between the tampa bay rays and the washington nationals yes i'm going back to this game and i am taking the washington nationals first five run line plus a half i know this pitching matchup on the surface level may not seem like the best one. Uh, you got John Lester going against Drew Rasmussen. On the surface level, you see Drew Rasmussen's numbers right now, and you think, wow, he is really excelling. But I'll get to that here in just a minute. However, we also all know how hot the Nationals team is right now. They are absolutely beating the cover off the ball. One of my partners' key analysis yesterday was Kyle Schwarber being a little cold against lefties, and I really liked that. It it was true, and he stuck to what he's been doing and beat the cover off the ball yet again. So I like him to continue that trend and the rest of this Nationals offense to continue uh, the rest of their hitting at the plate. But as for the pitching matchup, I told you you got John Lester on the mound for the Nationals. His top line numbers aren't the best. I know it. He's not great. He hasn't been good since he left the old cubby. Seems like he hasn't been great since 2016, but he has had seven starts at home and he does get a little bit better at home than his top line numbers. He's got a 275 opponent batting average allowed at home with a 3.82 ERA over 35 and a third innings pitched. He's allowed two runs or less in three out of his last five home starts. So going back to Nationals Park has really given him um, a, a bounce uh, in a little bit more in his step uh, having those home fans in the crowd uh, giving him a little bit of extra umph there behind his pitches he did have one bad outing over his last 10 uh, back on May the 22nd and then he promptly followed that up with three one-earned-run outings and then two two two-earned-run outings. He is in that exact same spot here again, coming off of a seven-earned-run outing against Miami. Very, very lackluster, not lackluster, no pun intended there, but uh, I believe that uh, he is about to go back on that rebound streak here just before we hit halfway through the season, and anything that he gives up Barring the Rays, uh, do put up any runs here on him. I love these Nationals to have his back and put up equal those runs, if not more. But as for Rasmussen, I told you right now, you look at his numbers, he's got a 0.00 ERA and a 0.82 whip. You look at that and you're like, Cole, how can you bet against a pitcher like that? Well, that's not the full story. Those numbers are three official outings for these Tampa Bay Rays. He was traded from the Milwaukee Brewers this season and actually had 15 outings with Milwaukee this season. Over 17 innings pitched, he owns a 4.24 ERA and had 12 outings in 2020 with the same Milwaukee Brewers with a 5.87 ERA over 16 innings pitched, my friends. Those were three good games he's a bullpen guy. This is going to be a bullpen day for the Rays. I think he regresses way back to the mean here, and the Red Hot Nationals have their way with him. I could see them putting up another 3-4 in the first inning. No problem whatsoever, but we don't need them to win it all outright. We just need them to tie it. So A couple key trends I like. Tampa Bay is 2-1-3 straight up in the last five games overall in the first five innings. Washington is 3 3 2 and 1 straight up in the first 5 innings and their last 5 overall The Nats are 6-0 straight up in their last six Wednesday games, 6-0 straight up in their last six interleague games at home, and Tampa Bay is 0-5 straight up in the last five meetings in Washington and 2-5 straight up in the last seven meetings overall. Once again, we don't need them to win it. We just need them to tie it, and I have more than enough confidence in this Nationals team to get that job done. So one more time, my first best bet of the day, the Washington Nationals' first five run line plus a half.
1: I think I like it with you, my man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you nailed the Rasmussen uh, Rasmussen analysis there. Got a. It's time for a regression for him, no question about it. And like as you mentioned, if you're if you're just uh, you know looking on ESPN or whatever, typical you know game log, whatever box score that you're looking at, you're going to see that zero. And, uh, you know, oh, is this his first start? Nope. no, no. Nope. It's just, uh, you know, they don't just show, got traded. Yeah, he just got traded. So. And they're just showing his <laughs>
0: uh, one-team stats right, right now. And uh, he will definitely regress back to those uh, four or five ERA numbers. He might even put up that many runs or give up that many runs rather today But moving on into my second best bet of the day. Let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving. No hesitation or delay. I am going back to the matchup between the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Angels. And I'm taking the Los Angeles Angels first five run line plus a half. Honestly, this one for me comes mostly down to the pitching matchup here today and that the Angels have uh, really been able to put up some runs over the course of their last five games over the last week or so here. In addition to that, now you got Shohei Ohtani on the mound for the Angels. And Domingo German, Herman on the mound for the Yankees. Now, I tested the waters with Herman last week. He was starting to look like he might be a guy that these Yankees can depend on, and he sure is not. 11 starts for him so far on the season. Um, or I'm sorry, he, uh, that is uh, the wrong pitcher. Let me get into that in a minute. However, as far as Herman goes, uh, he's given up three earned runs and four out of his last five starts overall, and he hasn't made it out of the fifth inning but one time in all of those five starts. Teams have been hitting him, and when I backed him last week, he gave up three earned runs uh, by the third inning. He is uh, kind of real, real inconsistent, and if you can believe it, his numbers actually get a little bit worse at home. Seven home starts for Herman so far this season and owns a 4.6 seven ERA over 34 and two thirds innings pitched. He hasn't faced the angels so far yet this year. However, he does have some mediocre numbers against them or, uh, there actually isn't a huge, huge sample size in addition to those mediocre numbers. So I like the angels to uh, continue to improve those numbers and continue to improve themselves at the plate. As for the opposing pitcher, you know, the name Shohei Otani, he has been dominant, dominant, dominant all season long and I think he continues that here against the Yankees. He's at 11 starts and owns a 188 opponent batting average. He's got 82 Ks with only 31 walks, a 3-1 and record overall with a 2.58 ERA, over 59 and a third innings pitched. Mr. Otani has a 2.35 ERA in the month of June, and he has been ripping the cover off the ball. First time he's got to pitch in a little bit now, and with how he's hitting at the plate, I think his pitching is going to be equally as dominant if not even more uh, his teammates also know that they see that and they're going to give him more than enough run support here today once again we don't need him to win it we just need him to keep it tied ladies and gentlemen but all of those trends for the pitchers i like them to win it but at the very least keep it tied but as for a few final trends the angels are one two and two straight up in the first five innings over their last five overall the losses coming most uh previously uh or i'm sorry most recently to the yankees so i like them to break those trends get back and at the very least keep this tied the yankees are two and three straight up in their uh, in the first five innings over their last five overall only two coming against the angels i think they get back to their trends of not being able to put up a bunch of runs here in the first half of ball games that's what they've been doing all season long and i don't think that they're going to get to otani the way that the angels can get to Herman. Last but not least, the Angels are seven and one straight up in the last eight games in game three of a series. LA is also nine and four straight up in their last 13 games after scoring five or more in their previous game. I also like the money line here today. I might do a little sprinkle on the side. Like I said, I think they win this outright, but if you're giving me the line, you're giving me with a plus half run backing, I will gladly take it. So my second best bet of the day the los angeles angels first five run line plus a half yeah i'll be right there with you on this one this
1: is my favorite of your four plays today it does seem like shohei otani is uh you know kind of made for the bright lights of yankee field the spotlight he's done it at the plate no question about it and i think he continues that on the mound this angels offense has been clipping along just fine it's you know aside from otani they don't really have any good if competent pitchers, if anything no. like that. So that's kind of why you see them dropping all these games, because they put up at least five runs yesterday. They just allowed double digit runs. Right. So uh with Otani on the mound, I think they keep him low. And as you mentioned with Herman, uh no confidence in that guy either. So no
0: no confidence whatsoever. And especially after I backed him uh in somewhat of a similar spot thinking he could get the job done and right. it was nowhere near right. that. So uh, I will gladly be back on the Angels today. But let's keep it moving into my third best bet Of the day, I am going to the matchup between the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves and taking the opposite side that we took as a crew yesterday. I'm taking the New York Mets full game run line plus one and a half. The Mets can get it done in certain spots here. They have been able to all season, and I think though today is, once again, one of those spots, uh, one of the random times that they're going to be able to get a win back-to-back. Uh, but I like the plus one-and-a-half back in here. Once again, I think I might do a little Moneyline Sprinkle off the pod, but for a best bet, a safe bet, Mets plus one-and-a-half here today. So you have David Peterson on the mound for the Mets and Max Fried on the mound for the Braves. Both uh, pitchers here are lefties but for Peterson he has pitched much better lately surprisingly than his top numbers would indicate Uh, pitched really well against my Cubs and has uh, pitched really well since then he's given up one earned run or less than three out of his last five starts overall and has uh, pitched really well against ATL over the course of his career Uh, 37 at bats 233 batting average 351 OBP and a 647 OPS Atlanta right now is actually also struggling mightily against lefties. Over the course of their last five games, they are 167 uh, at the plate on average, batting average uh, against lefties, 211 on base percentage, and a 0.00 runs per nine. It is not recently it has been going on over their last 10 games. They are 203 at the plate, 293 on base percentage, and are scoring a 2.96 runs per nine on average. So these Braves are actually struggling a lot more than you would think and what their brand name would suggest uh, for uh, actually trying to put up runs here now as for Freed he hasn't been bad by any means. I am not uh, making this play based off fading him, but I just think it's the spot that he's in. He was actually getting really, really doggone good and starting to find his groove. And why I say getting, he's coming off of a little stint here on the IL. He hasn't pitched in over two weeks. And a little contrary to my partner, when those guys come off, uh, I don't like them to bounce back as dominant as they once were. I like them to be on a little bit of a pitch count, a little bit of a uh, inning count. Now, it varies from pitcher to pitcher, but I definitely think that's going to be the case for the young arm of Max Freed here today. They don't want to mess him up for long term or even any potential playoff hopes that this Braves team might have. Um, outside of that, why I like the plus one and a half is also these bullpens. Once uh, whatever happens between this starting pitching matchup, I obviously am leaning more towards Peterson with the value there. But the bullpens loom very large for me. The Mets are actually ninth in the MLB and bullpen ERA at 3.59 with a 233. 233- 232 opponent batting average allowed in a 315 OBP, whereas Atlanta is actually 24th in the MLB uh, in a bullpen ERA with a 4.77, allowing 252 opponent batting average and a 335 on base percentage. So if it gets into the pins, I definitely like uh, if the Mets are trailing in any capacity, which we can have them trailing by 1-1 once again, but uh, if they're trailing in any capacity, I think they can uh, get it turned around by hitting the mess out of this Atlanta bullpen putting up some runs and squeaking away with another road victory here at a good price but a couple key trends i also like the mets are 20 or i'm sorry uh the braves no goodness gracious I'm taking the Mets. The Mets are 20 and 8 ATS as an underdog on the season, so covering the plus one and a half. The Braves are 16 and 38 ATS as a favorite on the season, not covering that minus one and a half. The Braves are also 13 and 28 ATS as a home team this season. They met 27 and 25 ATS on no rest, compared to the Braves, 25 and 34 ATS on no rest. The Mets, 4-0 straight up in their last four Wednesday games, and they are 4-1 and straight up in the last five in Atlanta, 4-2 and straight up in the last six, all of those meetings being in 2021. Give me all of the Mets here today at the plus one and a half on the run line and a little sprinkle on the money line, but for the best bet, New York Mets plus one and a half.
1: I think I'll be right there with you on this one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I could very well see it being a one-score game either way, Braves or Mets. So I think I'll be right there with you. As you mentioned, Peterson has been uh, turning things around big time. So I uh, I like it today. I
0: like it. Well, I certainly appreciate that, sir. So there you got one, two, and three. Let's close it out with number four. I told you a little bit ago, but if you didn't hear, I'm going to the ice. It's time for a Stanley Cup pick, and I think this is just the spot to back my boys I am taking the Montreal Canadiens money line and no you cannot call me a homer and no this is actually not based on my fandom and that I think they should get it done which I do however there's a couple key things I'm looking at that I think the Habs get away with this win here tonight first of all the line they're right around plus 188 right now somewhere in that ballpark depending on what book you're looking at and that's actually been a really profitable spot for them this year uh, from a plus 175 underdog or more. They are three and two straight up on the season uh, with actually being better as the line ticks up. That's giving them right now around a 30% chance to win this game. And I have it a little bit closer to 50-50% chance to win this game. I'm not buying this line all too much. I think that plus 160 was a little bit more setup-y, or this one is a little bit more set up for the lightning. The public are already on them, and 90% of the analysts that you're going to find are already on them, whether it be the lightning money line or the lightning minus one and a half. For frame of reference, the lightning money line, the last time I checked was getting 60 percent of bets and 90 percent of actual money wagered on this game can you say severe monetary liability the books see that they know that this is vegas at the end of the day this once again is a when everybody zigs colt zags i did it on monday but i didn't make it an official play today i made it an official play because i do believe it is a guaranteed hitter Now, as for the goalies, Vasilevsky has been really, really, really doggone good over the course of their last five games, honestly, and I think he's due for a little bit of regression. Uh, You know, things happen to human beings and goalies from time to time, and he's been so doggone good and dominant, I think he just has at least... One little bit of a regression game here. I'm not saying he's going to give up 10 goals or anything, but I think the Habs are able to put a few more in net than just one uh, like they did on Monday. As for Carey Price, he has been dominant all playoffs long, not just a couple series previous. He has been dominant, 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 and I like him to return to that form honestly that 5-1 game it wasn't that score the the Habs let that one one of those slip away games late in the third period where the team just starts putting up goals because you know you can't get anything on net and you kind of concede it game one of a Stanley Cup playoff They're not going to concede this game. I absolutely love the Habs to get the job done tonight. They have not lost back-to-back games in these playoffs since going down 3-1 to the Maple Leafs. They have been dominant, 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 and they should be just fine. But a couple key trends I really like. They are 12-9 straight up on the road after a loss this season. Tampa Bay is 22-26 straight up after a win overall this season. Season, and Montreal is 15-6-5 straight up on one day's rest after a loss. You could also look at me and say, but Cole, the Habs are 0-7 straight up in the last seven meetings in Tampa Bay. And I would point you to the fact that outside of game one, the last matchup played in Tampa Bay was May the 5th of 2020. And then the remainder were in 2019. So I'm not buying it. This is not the same Habs team from 2019. We clearly all know that because they were nowhere near a Stanley Cup final. Too many people are on the bolts tonight, ladies and gentlemen, whether it is the money line or the minus one and a half. When everybody zigs, Colt zags. If you want to hop on the zagging train with me, let's ride the Montreal Canadiens money line.
1: Interesting play, my man. I can't hate you on it, and I uh, think you got some serious value there. Don't know if I'll be riding it with you. Maybe I'll uh, talk myself into it or you'll talk me into it. Uh, Obviously, I'm not the hockey capper over here, so we'll see. We'll see if I'm I know right. you
0: don't like getting crazy with NHL, but I absolutely love the Habs to get it done here today. They've uh, they've been sneaky in these spots. No they've question. been real no dangerous in these that. spots, especially the long line on the road. Everybody yeah. and their dogs thinks that this is going to be the Lightning's game. All the stars are pointing in that direction. Well, guess what? Star is not pointing in that direction. Las Vegas. The star in the middle of the desert. They are not pointing that direction. I will be siding with Vegas tonight and uh, taking note of that severe monetary liability they are facing if the Tampa Bay Lightning win this evening.
1: I do like your analysis on Vasilevsky regressing a little bit.
0: I think so, too. I do like that. I I obviously think so, but I appreciate that. I (laughs) I appreciate that. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. One, two, three, and four. My best bets of the day. Be sure to recap those for you here in just a little bit. But let's keep this show chugging on down the tracks. We got tickets to cash. It's time for the second segment of today. And uh, we're going to have two parts to this one as well. The first half of the second segment of the day. You know the deal, the special play of the day, the first special play of the day, my personal favorite. I know my partner's personal favorite from time to time, depending on the team we have there, but I absolutely love this because I am a fan of dogs and teams that need to get the job done. Ladies and gentlemen, today's Wednesday Warrior mm-hmm. is like live that. and in prime time. <laughs> that was a good one. Like that. So, um... If you don't know what the Wednesday Warrior is, you ain't never seen it before. It is a team that has consistently either um, whether they've been in a uh, underdog spot or whether they've just been in a spot where they need to get the job done or whatever the case might be, they have been a warrior, whether it be on the spread, on the money line, whatever the case, whatever the best bet is, we target that team and we make them our Wednesday Warrior. So today... We're going to the hardwood. We got an NBA play, and you guys are probably already thinking you know right where we're going. Hey, but guess what? We're not like every other analyst out there. And uh, my partner agreed with me on this one. When everybody's zigging, once again, Colt zags, and now our mags is zagging right alongside with him. So, partner, could you please indulge these kind people as to what our Wednesday Warrior special play of the day is today? Not a problem. So we are taking the Clippers money line
1: tonight. Now this is a Warrior spot because the Clippers, with the backs and with their backs against the wall, have gotten the, obviously this playoffs gotten the job done every single time, and obviously Ty Lu, best record in NBA history in el- when facing elimination games. So needless to say, I like the Clippers money line tonight, as do you. Clippers defense has been fantastic this whole playoffs uh, playoff series. After game one, the Suns' highest point total was 104, and when they were in L.A., they held the Suns down to 92 and 84 points. I think they keep them under 100 once again tonight. This Suns team appears to be running out of gas, at least on the offensive end, and the Clippers have proved, as I mentioned, they are comfortable with their backs to the wall. I uh, I don't know if Paul George, we both kind of had the same opinion on this, don't know if Paul George is going to go off like he did in the second half of game. Uh... Game five, yes, game five, where he put up 30 in the second half. I'm not saying he's going to do that, but he's going to do enough consistently throughout the game to keep this team in the right spot. And I know my partner likes him, and I, I agree with him. Reggie Jackson, I think, is going to have a big game tonight. He has to be, or at least someone, one of these other role players, on top of Paul George, is going to have to step up in some capacity, and I think they do. But the biggest thing for me is just the Clippers' defense compared to these Suns you know kind of sputtering offense partner what do you think
0: yeah I definitely agree with you and I'm glad you mentioned Reggie Jackson because what he's doing right now in these playoffs is uh, really going under the radar and you know he's he's averaging right about uh, 12 13 points a game right now but he has actually scored 20 plus uh, in four out of his last five games overall so he has been impressive he has been on fire from behind the arc, shooting at about a forty percent clip right now from behind the arc. I also think Terrence Mann steps up here today. He's had a couple single digit games over the last five and they're gonna need the young man to step up and get the job done here. I think he has more than enough capacity to do that in front of the LA fans. Do I think we get another 40 point outing from PG one three? Not necessarily. However, I do think we at least get a 2530 bomb from him. I think we see at least four or five guys. Um, if not I wouldn't say the entire starting lineup. I would say four of the guys on the starting lineup and then maybe Batum or Cousins coming off the bench. We're going to see at least four or five guys here in double digits, um, uh, in my opinion. So... With all that being said, I love them. Everybody and their dogs love the Suns. And the Suns minus one and a half, plus one and a half at a pick. Whatever it is, the Suns should close it out. You know the deal. I told you it yesterday. You should have hammered it in with me, the Hawks money line and the Hawks plus six and a half. My partner was still kind of on the fence about it when this this it is the NBA playoffs and we are talking about Vegas and the way things work ladies and gentlemen so uh, we are going to be fading the uh, public and what everybody else thinks yet again and uh, siding with uh, a key game here for the clippers so for our Wednesday warrior special play of the day the Los Angeles Clippers money line
1: it's almost like uh, people are just expecting, oh, eh, they have to close it out now. They have to now. It's yeah. like, no, this Clippers team ain't no joke, man. No, they do I, not they quit. Are not.
0: They do and, not. And uh,
1: as we are seeing, it is about as wide open as NBA playoffs. I'm not even counting the Clippers out of the NBA final no, conversation I'm, anymore, man. I'm not man. At all. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, last week, a couple weeks ago, uh, kind of building on Reggie Jackson. Whoever's going to win this final. you want to save all
0: this uh, for the ransom reaction? So it kind of hammers home this point for the oh, okay. Clippers'
1: money line. Uh, whoever is going to step up and propel their team to the finals and beyond is going to be not necessarily, obviously their star player has to play well, but on top of that, at least one of these role players. And Reggie Jackson might be that
0: guy. Yeah, I think uh, I think definitely. That's, uh, that's definitely why we both mentioned mm-hmm. him. So I think he will be that guy as well. So there you go. The first special play of the day, the Wednesday Warrior, Los Angeles Clippers' money line. Now, you know, the second special play of the day on this beautiful Wednesday is the Wednesday parlay pop off. If you're not familiar, once again, we take the Wednesday warrior, one of our mag's best bets and one of my best bets. We parlay those three bad boys up and make it the parlay pop off for some pretty juicy odds. And we aim to get that bad boy to the pay window. We don't do a whole lot more analysis or trends or anything else because we've already told you about all the picks and everything and every reason why we like them. So we just lay it out. So for today's Wednesday parlay pop-off, overall odds right around plus 489. We are taking obviously the Wednesday worry, the Los Angeles Clippers money line. Then we will be taking our mags pick the blue Jays minus one and a half. And then we will be taking my pick at the Los Angeles angels. First five run line plus a half. So those are the three best bets on the Wednesday parlay pop off. But in case you missed them, we're right at that time. It's time to get into the best bets of the day for Wednesday June 30th, 2021. Last day of the month. Let's close this bad boy strong and look into July with nothing but bright eyes, fresh smiles, green coming our direction. So kicking things off today, let's recap today's best bets of the day. Here we go. Here we are. Where? uh, Oh, we are in Staples Center. Center. Okay. I couldn't uh, see the logo there on uh, on the hardwood, but I do now. I see it's the Clippers logo. So without further ado... Today's best bets of the day, the left side of your screen, ladies and gentlemen, you have our mags picks three locks coming at you. The Colorado Rockies money line, the Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half and the San Diego Padres minus one and a half to the right of that. The other half of the crew, my best bets of the day. I am taking the Montreal Canadiens' money line, the Washington Nationals' first five run line plus a half, the Los Angeles Angels' first five run line plus a half, and the New York Metropolitans' plus one and a half. Below all of the best bets of the day, the seven favorite picks coming from the TTL crew, you got the not-Monday-Madness parlay. You have the Wednesday... Parlay pop off. Damn it! It is the Clippers money line, the Los Angeles Angels first five run line plus a half, and the Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half. Parlay those up. Odds of right around plus 489. You put you a nice little ten spot on there, and we'll get about a sixty dollar grand total payout on that. And then last but not least, the Wednesday Warrior all the way to the left. If you just want to play that bad boy, we are taking the Clippers money line. There you have it, the 7, 8, and 9 best bets coming from the TTL crew today. Hammer them in, lock them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you like to say or need to say. Just make sure you get the best bets of the day in it, whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. You might see some additional stuff on the screen there. Uh, if you're listening, you obviously can't see it. So I'll tell you, it's the money line Dice. It's about time to get into the money line Dice roll of the day. But uh, just as a quick reminder, told you at the top of the show, we are uh, or they are rather rolling today for the matchup between the Kansas City Royals and the Boston Red Sox. I'm excited to get them out. I don't want to uh, wait around any longer here. Stars of the show right now. We're going to get right into it. Uh, Today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the day. As always, let me uh, grab our guest of honor here. Get us a little bit of room. Mm -hmm. All right. So first things first. Let me... If you could be so kind, partner, as I get the uh, stage set in the studios, if you could get the stage set for the game uh, between the Royals and Red Sox here, who we got as a dog, who we got as a favorite, you know, your usual. What's the total? Where are we playing at? Any additional storylines we and they need to know, about this game coming up this evening
1: okay so as my partner mentioned royals red sox uh so far in this series uh the red sox have won the first two games of this series five six and six seven so been tight games high scoring games but the royals are putting out mike minor lefty today six five record six and five record 5.12 era a little bit shaky for mike minor and these red sox hit lefties well however they are rolling out martin perez 5-4 5-4 record, 4.1 ERA. He's been a little shaky himself. Not been too bad lately, but still not, uh, not consistent enough for us to feel confident enough in him to take him as one of our best bets. For the money lines today, Red Sox minus 162, Royals at plus 138. Run lines, Red Sox minus one and a half is at plus money, 112. And the Royals plus one and a half is at minus 128. The over under in this game is actually set at 11 with the over sitting at plus 100 right now and the under 11 at minus 115. Bet splits on this one, the public and the money is on the Red Sox. 75% of the bets on the Red Sox with 81% of the money on Boston. And the total, a little bit of a different story here. 59% of the bets on the over, over 11, while 68% of the money is on the under. So big split there. Uh, Big money coming in on that under 11. Big, big total. Bit of a tricky one because you kind of think, okay, these offenses are hitting well. That should go over, right? Or maybe that's just too big of a number. It should stay under. That big money's coming in on the under, and uh, this team's apparently uh, the big money suggests that they are going to cool off a little bit. As I mentioned, Red Sox do hit lefties very well, and Mike Miner is coming off of a uh, pretty shaky start to say the least. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned, not quite confident enough in this uh, to take a side because Martin Perez, in his own right, can be a little bit shaky. Uh, He is, in the month of June, sporting a 5.49 ERA, so nothing special. Uh, Last two, however, uh, zero earned runs and one earned runs allowed. Actually faced the Royals about two weeks ago, five innings pitched, three hits, one earned run. Uh, So if you're going off that, you're liking Martin Perez to stay hot against the Royals and in general. While Mike Miner, I mentioned, last start, pretty damn rough. Five innings pitched, 11 hits, nine earned runs to the Texas Rangers, and they lost that game 9-4. So all on the shoulders of Mike Miner, and he's got a 6.03 ERA in June himself. But as we've mentioned before, this Royals team can be pretty damn scrappy on offense. So just when you think they're ice cold and that pitching uh, rotation is going to lose them a shitload of games, their offense Can't surprise us. I would keep that out for just a little while uh, longer, partner. Still still struggling a little bit. All righty. Well, I will keep it rolling then. As I mentioned, Red Sox hitting lefties well on the season. They are among the top five teams, I believe, against left-handed pitchers. Uh, I mentioned they took the first two games of this series, but versus lefties, last 10 games 291 batting average 386 obp 6 runs per game, uh, 6 runs per 9 so they are tearing the cover off the ball as per usual uh you know that's even higher than their season average season average 265 batting average 325 obp 5.18 runs per 9 while the royals on the season 245 batting average 3.84 runs per 9 and last 10 actually down a little bit not uh you know they're up on righties hitting well against righties lefties right now a little shaky 225 batting average 313 obp 3.32 runs per nine so this uh this royals offense as i mentioned they'll get sneaky they have scored five and six runs the last two in losses but that pitching rotation you never know and uh you know they're kind of all over the place last 10 games they are two and eight they have lost seven in a row they have lost seven games in a row like I said, a little shaky on offense here and there, but their offense is not the problem. It's the pigeon staff. And I don't know if they get it done with Mike Miner on the mound today, but you never know with Martin Perez. Anywhere near here, partner.
0: Uh eh, well, I know you're you're struggling for information over there. So we'll <laughs> That's about uh, the end of the well that I got for the I get game. it. Uh, actually just as uh you said uh, that, uh getting it going here, the everything was working all right. The problem was in the uh the glitchiness of the software. It was just kind of Kind of a little slow there, but that's okay. No problem, no harm, no foul. We're going to get that closed out. We're going to get this closed out. We're going to make that the main thing. All right, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, um, no, I do apologize, Mags. If you could take uh, just one more brief second, I should be good to go here. Uh, just want to make sure because uh, you don't need to see glitchy video on your screen. You know what I'm talking about? No, you what? guys don't want to see no glitchy goofy weird video on your screen it's either good or no good so i'm going to uh try correcting it one more time here if i can't get it we're just going to proceed with the money line dice roll of the day and i'll be sure to roll up there and show you guys the dice just so you could see it so let me try it one more time here partner and uh if not we will move right along with the show all right interesting tidbit here shane Livensbarger, uh one of the
1: umpires for today home money line record seven and three while the under record for that guy is two and eight, so we'll see if the dice taps into uh, you know some umpire trends. They are uh, getting pretty savvy these days. Believe they are fourteen and six over their last twenty games, and obviously four and zero to start the week to get themselves positive. As I mentioned about the money splits, sharp indicator for the action app says sharp money on the over. So that means people who know their shit. That's sharp money while the big money coming in on the under 11. So I'm on, like I said, I really don't know on this one. I could see it going over. I could see it going under. I'm leaning towards Red Sox, if it's my own opinion, just because they tear the cover off the ball against lefties a little bit more than the Royals, and I trust Martin Perez a tiny bit more than I trust Mike Minor, because I don't trust Mike Minor at all. But that's why we don't take him on the best bets, and that's why we let the dice lay down their knowledge because they know what the hell they're doing.
0: Yeah, we ain't having it today. I'm not going to jack around with it anymore. I'm not an IT professional, and uh, who cares either way? Right now, let's keep the show moving and grooving. Partner told you everything he can. Uh, Let's not hesitate or delay any longer. Home or away? First roll, as always, are we taking the home team, Boston Red Sox or the away team, Kansas City Royals? We all find out in three, in two, in one. The away team, Royals, Kansas City Royals, right. for the first roll of the day. For the second roll, doesn't really matter <laughs> because we don't have it on camera. Still like it there with the second roll. Will we be taking their money line, or are we going to take the run line at plus one and a half for these Kansas City Royals? In three, in two, in one. Money line. Money line. Okay. It is. So the first selection from the dice, the Kansas City Royals money line. Moving right along, the wild card roll of the day. Will we be doubling down? Will we re-roll? Are we just uh, going to go right on over to the total? Do the die know something we don't? We all will find out in three, in two, in one. The under. Under it is. Under 11. All the right. away money line in under 11. Just to okay. prove the fact, as always, little... uh. Walk down memory lane, if you will. I'll bring these dice up there just so you guys can see them today. Partner, anything else you need to wrap up? I'll be right back on by here in a minute.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I laid out about as much analysis or stats, storylines as I can on that one. I said I was leaning towards the uh, Red Sox, and uh, I think I was leaning towards the under. But the dice said, screw you. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Royals offense, as I mentioned, is uh, pretty sneaky at times, and who knows what Martin Perez has in store for us. But apparently a nice little bounce back from Mike Miner. That is right on screen there, partner. You are right on. Still got it. Still got it. And so as my partner comes back over here, I got to trust the dice. I might even up my units on uh, the plays that I make for the dice because they are red hot and, uh, you yeah, know. Things are rolling along for them, fourteen and six last twenty, four and zero to start the week, and they've got two coming at us today. Big total, they're going under. Big underdog, they're going for on the money line. Let's cash a couple more for the money line dice today,
0: partner. The dice have spoken. If you want to guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight you heard it here first from the money line dice the kansas city royals moneyline line and under game total of 11 11 runs there you go the two best bets from the money line dice today sorry for the technical difficulties That's but you right. still got to see them anyway thank you dice thank, thank you, you dice. dice. We appreciate you, and uh, as much as we appreciate the Moneyline Dice, we want you guys to appreciate them too, Uh, so why don't you go on and get your own set? Uh, They are now 27, 25, and 1 on the TTL pod, so better than 50%. uh, So you can bank on the Moneyline Dice if you want to get your own or any of the other amazing merch that Moneyline Dice has at their company. We put their website link in this episode's description. You can click on it, and we also put our coupon code right in the description as well. It is TTL. 10 ttl one zero uh you'll get 10 percent off your first order on moneylinedice.com you can get yourself some dice a tracking book mma scorecard many other things to mention but they have some great merch over there start rolling with the crew start rolling with the money line dice get yourself your own set and let's cash some money line dice tickets baby let's do it there we have it there you have it ladies and gentlemen today's money line dice roll of the day stay hot dice stay hot dice. Let me get uh, re-situated here. Been quite a while since I uh, had to do that. We got uh, everything set up, but uh, for some reason, the video uh, for the Moneyline Dice, the usual roll, it, uh, it was like glitchy, and I don't know if it was the internet connection or what it was on there. Sometimes that app is not the greatest. It's a little, little weird, but nonetheless, you guys got to see it. There's the Moneyline Dice roll of the day. That does it for the first half of today's show. Uh, All of the best bets of the day, the favorite plays, the trends, analysis, everything behind them, and whatever else we sprinkled in between. We're about to dive into the rest of the sports world and sports gambling world uh, with the latest news and hot takes. So if you're about to head out of here and one of the kind folks that just stops by for the betting half of the show, first and foremost, thank you so much for uh, taking a few moments as always out of your day. Come and kick it with me and our mags, get uh, some plays, and help us bankrupt these books. We got another daily battle to get after, after today, and we can't thank you guys enough for helping us in that battle and getting deep in the trenches right alongside with us. If you really are headed out of here now, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday. Unless you have other plans, but don't stay away for too long. We'll see you on tomorrow's show because you know the drill. We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So peace and love. But for the rest of you, sticking around for the second half of today's show. It's about that time. Rants and Reactions are now live, and the second half of the show is underway. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. Let's not waste any time. Uh, hell of an episode so far, partner. Got some uh, solid value, solid stuff coming out before I get deep down into some MMA news, world of fighting, everything in between... Uh, anything get off your chest, anything discuss percolating to the top you yeah, seen here as we start today's Ransom Reactions.
1: Oh no, my man. As I mentioned at the top, I am, uh, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling dangerous. We've got a uh, nice slate of action coming our way. I feel very good about all of it. I
0: do believe your Rockies are uh, underway here very shortly, in about an hour. Uh, no, they're at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. There's a different game at 12. I yeah, I don't know was. what the game at 12 else, was, so. but either way, that's what we got going on. Uh, Mags is uh, feeling dangerous today ladies and gentlemen so uh i'm feeling dangerous as well i got the broom back out of the closet oh it's the uh, diamondbacks and cardinals and then my cubbies and brewers at 110 before your colorado rockies pick uh but got the brooms out of the closet ready to uh do a little sweeping today against these books but uh let's talk some nonsense First things first, uh, little MMA, uh, UFC world of fighting, everything in between. Promised you guys, I would be bringing it, and I am. First things first, uh, partner, let me ask you, do you know who Fedor Emelianenko is? No idea. I would not uh, believe that you would. He is one of the most legendary fighters ever. Okay. Has not ever fought in the UFC, so that's why I am not surprised you don't know the name. Fair. But he is one of the most dominant Russian fighters to ever grace us as fight fans with his presence in many, many organizations. He fought in pride, uh, fought in glory, I do believe, uh Fought in Ryzen most recently after coming out of retirement in 2012. Uh, came back for that and actually just knocked out Rampage Jackson. Really? In December of 2020, or was it 2019? Uh, it was... It looks like 2019. Yes, like down. yes, it was 2019. He uh, KO'd Rampage Jackson in 2019. So, Fedor's back. He is 44 years old, so when you get to that age and you're still dominant uh, and on one of those retirement tours, if you will, as a fighter, whatever promotion you're fighting under tends to bend head over heels for you and do a lot of things because they know you carry a lot of weight, a lot of fan base, and will bring in a lot of money. So now Fedor is back signed with Bellator and Bellator has announced an October 23rd card that will be headlined by Fedor Emelianenko in the capital of his home country of Russia, Moscow, at the VBT Center. I cannot wait to see this man get back in the cage. I cannot wait for you to be able to see him uh, fight. He's a heavyweight. He's dominant. He's one of the most electric judo fighters. I I mean, his hands, his throws. He is... Still got it? Oh, he's still got it. Still got it. it? He's still got okay. it. He's actually won four out of his last five fights. Wow and coming off of that Rampage Jackson KO in 2019. That's I'm so, a big Rampage fan. Yeah, and Rampage is great.
1: I'm a big Rampage fan. Yeah,
0: Rampage is uh, is a great fighter. Obviously we all know the story behind that big man. Um, but yeah, they they fought in Ryzen in Japan and uh, Fedor got that KO. So pretty doggone sweet. Um, but very excited. That's one thing I wanted to mention. Fedor is coming back. If you are a fight fan he will be back October 23rd live from Moscow, Russia. Uh, opponent still tbd but it is on a bellator bellator card and we do get to see the old man finally come back to the cage once again so if you are a fight fan you know the name fedor is coming back another little bit of information if you are also a fight fan a previous rival of the aforementioned rampage jackson Uh uh-huh Sugar Rashad Evans okay. has announced he is coming out of retirement. will no longer just be doing post-fight broadcasting for the UFC. He is now going to be getting back into the octagon or ring. Still undecided. I say or ring because we are still in preliminary discussions of this whole shebang, but Rashad Evans' management has reached out to the Was it uh, to the Logan Paul camp? It is Logan Paul. I wanted to make sure I said the right one. Has reached out to the Logan Paul camp for a potential boxing match. And also the Roy Jones Jr. camp for a potential boxing match. Uh, basically what it sounds like to me from the quotes that I could read from Rashad. Uh, He needs a little bit of extra money in the bank account and uh, sees how much these exhibition boxing matches are bringing in millions and millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And uh, you say, well, shit, I can strap on some. There is no way that these YouTubers are knocking out everybody at this rate. I can strap on some gloves and give it a run once again. Why the hell not? So... Sugar Rashad back in action, strapping the boxing gloves on, maybe even the MMA if it makes sense, per him, for both sides, both parties. I would imagine boxing, but MMA would be electric between either of those MMA guys. would be awesome. Man. It has to be boxing, though, right? I would say so, yeah. especially Roy Jones Jr. Right, yeah, yeah. Maybe you could convince Logan after how much he's been doing, but I highly doubt it. I would be surprised, it. but at the same time, it wouldn't
1: surprise me if he said, screw it, I'll do it yeah i guess but i i stop. the way he's going right now though you have to think he's gonna yeah stick with with,
0: with how good he's been boxing lately i, I just don't think he moves away yep. from that but uh so word on the street is ladies and gentlemen that uh we're gonna be seeing sugar rashad evans here uh might not be this year it may be this year but as per now it's right in the preliminary discussions of sugar rashad strapping up the gloves again maybe getting back in the ring probably not the cage though one other a couple other little bits of information coming out we got um fight night well not fight night ufc 264 next weekend huge card mcgregor poirier three it is loaded it is stacked i told you on monday i am so looking forward to the return of kevin lee he's back all right let's go Kevin Lee has now faced another injury, broken rib, uh, per reports, and is out of the UFC 264 card. The return of Kevin Lee is still on hold, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't hear by my voice, I am Trump. depressed. I have been waiting to see Kevin Lee get back in the cage for so long. He's been battling knee injuries, been battling um, uh, shoulder injuries, and then now he's got the rib. We're talking a week out from the fight. I mean, this is, this is not what you want to hear, but uh, T's and P's to Kevin Lee. Hopefully he can get things going. I'm not sure who his opponent was, but hopefully they can get a replacement. We still got another scrap on there. Another fight that is now in jeopardy. Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Luis Smolka. Luis Smolka pulls out because of a staph infection. So now Sugar Show is without an opponent. Now, shouldn't be too hard to find him an opponent in the bantamweight division. That's what what I was going to say. There's about a line 10 miles long of guys who would fight him. Um, you know, I think it's really disrespectful to the sugar show that he is no longer ranked inside the top 15. I think he is well-deserving and I think whenever he runs through whoever they put in front of him on short notice, uh, the sugar show will be right back on top of the mountain. So, uh, l- really looking forward to seeing Sean fight. I hope they can find him an opponent, but it doesn't seem that it's going to be a problem.
1: Yeah, no question about it. I mean, he uh, as you mentioned, not quite ranked, but as far as, Rankings as far as watchability and who you're turning on a fight to watch, he is uh, top 20 if not top 10 of the UFC of guys you have to watch. So, for that matter, the UFC is going to bend over backwards, finding a competent opponent or at least a watchable opponent for him.
0: Right. And he, and another thing that comes along with Sean O'Malley is that fan base. Yeah. He has consistently, like, don't get it twisted. Just because he's been injured and hadn't been in the cage doesn't mean that he hasn't been working on growing his brand and his presence no across the internet and across the world and across the United States right now. Um, he has been blowing up, and he is going to be bringing quite the fan base and quite the payday if he can get the job done done so i uh i think they'll find somebody for him i don't know who i tried to make a couple edumacated guesses out of the top 15 but none really make any sense to me i i didn't want to jump the gun and say anybody maybe i'll tell you guys beginning of next week who i had in mind if or maybe tomorrow i'll look a little bit deeper because just looking on the surface level there are so many guys in the bantamweight division that i I didn't even realize we're in the bantamweight division. Like you're 135, how is that possible? Right. I thought you were 155. So I got to dive back into bantamweight, and I don't know. Maybe I'll give you two, three, four guys. I think if per chance they don't get a fight signed uh, today,
1: right? I think they probably do by the end of the week, going yeah. into Monday by for the end. you know fight week. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it, it shouldn't be too hard. Anyone who you know maybe doesn't have a ton of spotlight on them—that's you know an easy way to get the spotlight on mm-hmm. them. So. Shouldn't
0: be any problem. There you go. There you have it. That's the UFC. So we covered Bellator. We covered UFC. Let's cover one more. The PFL. One of your favorite fighters, my friend. Anthony Showtime Pettis has uh, transferred over there. I'm a fan. I don't know. I would say one of my favorites. Oh, I thought you were a big fan. I'm here. a fan. My apologies. No, you're a fan. Either yeah, way. I'm a fan. thought you were much bigger than that. I Man, thought he was uh, kind of equal to um, your sugar show. Somewhere, oh, no. Somewhere no, in no. there. Uh, either way. That all being said, I like him. But yeah, uh, Anthony Showtime has gotten out of the UFC. His contract was up, and he's one of those guys. He's still, I mean, he's not young by any means, but he's still one of the young guys. He can get it done. One of the lower level uh, promotions. I don't even want to say PFL is a lower level promotion, it's still a top notch promotion. It's just not UFC. He goes over there, loses his first fight, and has his second fight uh, two days ago and loses by unanimous decision and is now 0-2 in the PFL. Not a good look for Pettis. Uh, Might be getting real close to the time where we leave the gloves in the octagon. Not sure where Pettis goes from here after these two losses. He's always been one of my favorite fighters to watch. Uh, You always go back to the... um, Cage kick yeah. against Benson Henderson. Uh, I mean that that will forever go down in. Um uh, WEC history forever and ever and ever I mean so most of the guys that came over to the UFC from the WEC are long gone at this point but those were some of the most electric fighters those were some of the guys that I absolutely loved and some of those uh, that, that whole era is kind of now starting to get phased out of the UFC with a lot of these newer guys so kind of took a walk down memory lane diving yeah. into Showtime last night but not looking so good for him over in the PFL not looking so good for a lot of these old dogs now yeah I mean Pettis himself. He's got a lot of miles on him. A lot of fight miles. His uh, fight age is older than his literal age I would say. Yeah, he's got about equal scar tissue to Nate Diaz, yeah. so yeah. you you touch him once and he's going to start gushing. You right. can about guarantee that but that's all I got for the world of fighting, MMA, UFC, PFL, Bellator, everything in between. I'm going to keep uh, diving deep, bringing you guys the latest information, news, and uh, giving you some rants reactions if uh, anything of noteworthy comes out. But uh, there you go. For all of that, let's keep it moving right along in the second half of today's show. Quick little reminder, the NFL regular season, actually... We'll spend a little extra time here in the NFL. 72 days, my friends, and the NFL regular season will be upon us. And it is now official. All 32 NFL teams are okayed for full capacity at their stadiums this season. We're coming back. It's going to be a hell of a season. It's a go. So with that being said, my friend, now we kind of have an outlook. No team has any any disadvantage. They now have their home field right. fans in the seats. Want to do a little uh, way too damn early division winners? I'm down for it. All I'm right. always down for this shit. So quickly we will go through. Uh, well, as- first of all, am I the only one that thinks
1: as we get closer that 72 it feels longer than it did a week ago? It was like 80, 90. And as we're getting closer, I'm just so anxious for it and anticipating it. That the closer we get, right now, it seems. I think that's just you, Bub. But. I think so. I, I, I just can't wait for the NFL. Because last time wait.
0: I checked, 70 is shorter not than literally. 90. Not
1: literally. <laughs> I mean, it was just like I'm oh, 90. That's so that's far away. Not worried about it. Not even barely thinking about it. Now it's 72, and I'm like, damn, that still seems like a lot. Still so far really, away. It's so
0: far, but I really want it so no, bad. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that's you, my friend. Maybe but so. I am, I am uh, just as juiced up as okay. you are for the 72 days away. However. Let's start things. Uh, you know. Actually, we'll save that one for the NFC North for the last. We, you know, you know who, who you he, who he's gonna take out of the NFC North. I obviously you have my idea, but I don't well, know we could say I,
1: For that one, well, we could say excluding. Okay, our favorite fine. Teams. NFC North. Exclu- exclude. I mean, I'm gonna say the Packers
0: and um, yeah. So. I I want to say the Bears, but I just I don't know. I have ultimate faith in Justin Field. I have ultimate faith in everything. What's going on as I do every season, but it's still the Bears. We still okay, got a so couple of questions. If you marks.
1: can't take your favorite team, who be we taking?
0: Well, I ain't taking the Vikes. I don't think I, don't know. I can. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know actually, they, they got take. a doggone good team, and you def- I, Actually, I don't think you can take the Lions. I think you're going to see Dan Campbell need a, a year plus yeah, to get be things scrappy, going.
1: But they'll have some rough losses. In I there. mean,
0: I suppose I could say the Packers, but. I, as a Bears fan, I don't want to say the Packers. As a better, I would say the Packers. But I also, I just, I don't know. I I, honestly, this is not me jabbing you. This is, I have no fucking idea what's going on in the Packers front office. I don't know what's going on in the Packers organization. The man still ain't at fucking OTAs. The man is still golfing. Like, there's, there's too many question marks. And this is a never before conquered waters that this team has been in. And I, I don't know. There's a lot of question marks as to how this season shakes out for me. You as a fan, you can turn up your nose all you want, but it's some serious legitimate question marks. (laughs) Like, Who the hell knows what is going on over there? And I mean rose could just walk in off the street now oh, here we go happy go lucky everything boys bright eyes smiles let's go here we go looking good or shit could hit the fucking fan and well, it could be a dumpster fire of a 2021 season for yeah you. i mean if
1: he's not there and then i i i don't know what i'm gonna expect out of the packers if he's not there but as far as if he comes back and i do expect him to come back i don't think there's gonna be issues because you've already heard him mention and he's got no issues with his fellow teammates his coaching staff it's with the front office, and uh, I, you know the front office isn't doing the coaching. So when he once he is in there and on the field, I see no issues. So that's why I like the Packers. Gun to my head. Without the Packers, I think I'm going Vikes, just because they still got some semblance of uh, you know some solid players on both sides of the ball. I, Justin Jefferson is the real deal. I don't like Kirk Cousins, so that's no. kind of making me a lot more reluctant, but. Nothing the other two teams have done, uh, and because Andy Dalton, I, it sounds like he's going to be the week one starter. I don't think he's going to be there for too long, but that's not gonna that's not gonna help you out early on in the season. I don't think. No,
0: it's not. It's not at all. I. I. D- I honestly, I do not see any humanly possible way, and you cannot look me in the eyes and tell me that anybody would start Andy Dalton in week one. Like, there is no sane human being on this planet that's going to do that. They want to keep shit under wraps as much as they can because of the firepower. I mean, if Andy Dalton starts in week one, it will be the single-handedly stupidest decision that that Bears organization might have made yet. Uh, That you, you, regardless, uh, because if, If you put Andy Dalton in and we go 0-4, you're even more fucked. That's fair. Because then then Justin Fields, not only he had all the pressure, oh my gosh, he's got to come in in week one and perform, now he has to do that with an 0-4 fucking record and then has to be the worst quarterback in Chicago Bears history and live all the Chicago fans down. I don't want to see that for him. Don't fucking start Andy Dalton, damn it. Please, don't. Please, don't ruin this season already. Please don't. That's where I'm at on that. <laughs> That's all fair. I
1: I typically go in the mindset of either, not to say that it happens all the time, not to say that it ever happens every time, but there is something to be said for throwing a guy out there week one, having him not quite ready for that game speed, and having him totally ruined for not just that season, but the rest of his for career. Sure. So I kind of like uh, those rookies too, unless they're fully, fully ready to kind of sit on the sidelines for a week or two and see how things go. Um, even if for a game, which uh, you know, I know you don't like to hear, but yeah, I
0: know. Anyways, let's move out of that. I know. Teams. Either way, stay here for an hour. Yeah, we could too with uh, both of our fandoms being there. NFC South, Bucks repeat for the division. Yeah, Bucks repeat. Yeah, the division. for the division. Yeah, no question for the
1: division. Uh, I could w- see the Panthers taking a step up, not necessarily sure. for the division, but just sure. in
0: general. But the Bucks will get the division, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Because the Saints still have a great team. But uh it kind of depends on if you think Jameis Winston is going to be, you know, forty picks a year, Jameis Winston, or he's got his eyes fixed and now he might be decent Jameis Winston. We'll see I don't what know. Happens. But uh yeah, Bucks for the division repeat. All right. West Coast, NFC West. Oof. This is a tough one.
0: Anywhere you're leaning? Just because I think Matthew Stafford is that damn good, I am going the L.A. Rams to get the division again this year. Yes, uh, so I are. like M- McVeigh to have a very deep playoff run this season.
1: I do too. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. I think but the 49ers it- bounce back and get into the playoffs. I think it's gonna be the Rams or 49ers fighting tooth and nail for that right there for that division
0: spot. I'm thinking Cardinals. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking Cardinals. I don't think 49ers. I don't think Trey Lance is the answer to every single one of their problem. Um, that team over the course of the last few seasons, they have been dominant on the defensive side of the ball. Offensive side of the ball has some question marks. Does Trey Lance, like you said, it's all on his shoulders now. He has to come in and perform from snap one. There is nobody else. Well, they got, Jimmy, they got Jimmy G, but it is on Trey Lance's shoulders for everybody. There is, like uh-huh. there isn't no Andy Dalton question mark going on in the 49ers facility. Pretty sure Jimmy like, G still favored to be the Week one starter. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh-huh. think that was favored mattered at all. Trey Lance okay. is their guy with all the stuff that's happened with Jimmy G. Um, I, I just think there's too many question marks, and they've been really battling injuries over the course of the no, last yeah, four, no five, question.
1: six, offense, no four,
0: four years or so. So, yeah. yeah I, I still like the Rams, though. Yeah. yeah, I like the Rams definitely. And then uh, the NFC least i mean nfc east um NFC beast yeah you fucking we'll see what happens um there you know i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna go fucking crazy because i don't care and i'm though. gonna fall into the damn trap that every other human being on this planet does every other single season but they have the comeback player of the year ready to rock and roll dallas cowboys ah, are taking the yeah. nfc east america's were- team baby I, I thought you were going to get
1: crazy like I am about to and say the Washington football team to take the division. Uh, that defense is no joke. Man. I don't think that there's enough Fitzmagic no left. I, I, I'm I buying into the Fitzmagic. I'm drinking the uh, crazy pills, taking the crazy pills with Ryan Fitzmagic because that defense was no freaking joke. And might I remind you, Dak Prescott was fantastic before he got injured, but they were still not Bad a good team. Defense. They were brutal on defense. I they understand. Were, one and three, actually, I believe, and they should have been zero and four. They pulled out the, you know, rabbit out of their hat, beating the Falcons, in that week two collapse from the
0: Falcons. A lot of bad culture in that locker room. They cut a lot of those guys out. Yeah, that's fair. There's A lot of stuff. That a lot of guys you can see talking to the media that said some less than desirable things. And uh, your boy Double M's did not like in that locker room. They're out of there. It's time to smash some more watermelons. America's team. You said is my boy. I don't MC's. have the faith
1: in Mike McCarthy.
0: Oh, well, I do. I don't. I do. I think if somebody else was the head coach for the Packers, we'd have a couple more rings. Wow. Not Mags that. throwing some serious shade at Mike McCarthy on this Wednesday. Unwarranted. Whoa football team baby what's the beef uh so you're going uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay away yeah, from yeah, that i don't want to get you too <laughs> heard about mike mccarthy there gosh darn there's some deep-rooted scars on that the surface there uh so you got washington football team you got dallas cowboys all right kick it on over to the american football conference afc north my friend
1: I think I'm going to go Ravens on this one. I like the Browns. I like both of them to make the playoffs. I like the Bengals to be better. I like Joe Burrow to bounce back, but uh, still still not quite enough of a full team for the Bengals there. And uh, I think the Steelers regress a little bit, kind of how we saw at the end of last season. Obviously, they started, what, 11-0 and and then kind of fell apart there at the end. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they're going to be bad by any means, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff team quite necessarily. I think big ben's gonna be a little bit too rusty and uh you know a little bit past his prime but i like uh i like the ravens to edge things out i like them to kind of get back to where they were a little bit closer to two years ago obviously they were still a playoff team last year but i think they'll get back to where they were a couple years ago or at least close to that and uh you know what about you are you taking browns are you taking somewhere else
0: yeah i'm going brownies 100 i just like kevin Stefanski too damn much and i think after one year, what we saw from him. And now we're like, you can't write him off after how good at taking control of a team and turning turning that whole franchise around pretty dog much out of nowhere. So I got to back the Brownies again. Yeah, I think they got at least two playoff teams in that division. I think it's going to
1: be another one that's going to go right down to the end of it, at least between those two. If not, I could be totally wrong on the Steelers and they could be right up there again. Sure. All right. AFC South. I know where you're leaning. We've had this discussion before. I'm going Mm -hmm. Colts on this one. Okay,
0: yeah, I I gotta stick to my guns with the Titans. Yeah, we've had conversation. Yeah, they just beefed up that team, man, and oh, Julio is looking good in those practice blues, my friend. I mean, I'm not saying he's the only thing going to win that, but that is a key piece that they were missing on the opposite side of AJ Brown. So. We'll see. But I also do like the Colts. The Colts have yep. a star-studded defense. They added the pieces they needed. I, I'm i pretty high on Carson Wentz. I think things just got a little too fractured there between him and old Dougie in Philadelphia. And uh, I think now he's that's back a great, with... That's a very good offensive line. Yeah, very good <laughs> offensive line. And <laughs> be he's back with this us. man, Frank Reich. So I think it's it's a match made in heaven. I, I do, too, think that the Colts... Hell, we might even have uh, two division uh, two guys out of that division. Who Play knows? FC, that's what yeah, I am going to say. We'll see two playoff so. teams coming. Coming out of that division we'll see the maybe it's the afc north afc south
1: show this season because not to mention i think both of them get two wins each on the jags and texans sure
0: absolutely absolutely all right back to the west coast afc west
1: i mean chiefs to win the division i don't know okay yeah i have two chiefs to win the division i do think yeah. the chargers are going to be really good though man they've had a solid yeah. roster the last two three Who? years they're just this close obviously anthony lynn was just a flat out bad coach and uh you know, game time or in game decision making that cost them a handful of games. But yeah. I think, you know, Justin Herbert kind of proved that he is kind of made for this league. And I think he's going to only improve. And they still got a solid, solid roster, solid defense. So I, uh, you know, I'm kind of going to contradict myself here. I think there's going to be an eight way race here for seven playoff spots. So their one team has to be out, but I think they're going to be vying for a playoff spot at the end of the day.
0: I think so too. I think Brandon Staley has a lot to prove, but maybe not necessarily that much to prove with how, goodness gracious awful Anthony Lynn was and right. with five minutes or less in the fourth quarter for right. the last decade I mean right. it's it's not been good for the Chargers organization for quite some time yeah, not and just Anthony and they, Lynn. Got the yeah. they got the pieces they got the pieces to do it now and they got their man and Justin Herbert I mean he made it very very apparent he was consistent as all hell last season sophomore season I don't think there's gonna be any slump no. I think it's gonna be nothing but improvement so yeah I think it's gonna be a tight race between the Chiefs and the charges if the Chiefs slip up here, or there. tighter than you. Honestly, we don't know. We don't. We don't know if the Chiefs are gonna come out and be yet again that dominant. Right. We don't know. It. it it's hard for teams to continue that string of dominance and dominance right. and dominance and dominance. Now to that seemingly, level. Seemingly, sure. the Kansas City Chiefs have sold the fucking farm and have everything good to go as far as cap space, and they're they can just seemingly add pieces at will as they need, but. I think they're to be, I, be really, think that, really, I think I think they'll get. still be good, but <laughs> yeah. just a little devil's no, advocate yeah, yeah, yeah. on Go the ahead. table. For sure. Last but not least, AFC East. Um Got to
1: stick with the Bills, but I think uh, I've mentioned it before. I don't know where I've mentioned it before, but I think the Pats bounce back. I think Belichick's back. I, I think, think I made it. a declaration. That's why I said I'm kind of contradicting myself because this is now, I've said, two teams in each division, so that's eight too many teams. But uh, I've said before, I think the Pats bounce back and make the playoffs. So that obviously leaves someone out of, the, out of the teams that I mentioned, but... That defense had so many guys opt out last year. I think a lot of those guys come back and uh, at least make them competent to good defense. And I've mentioned it before, Cam Newton was looking good. Patriots fans, small Patriots fans, the biggest media Patriots fans, they were drinking the Cam Newton Kool Aid for through the first three weeks of the yes, season. Yes, they had were them two and one. This close to 3-0 and game of the year against Seattle down mm-hmm. to the wire. And mm-hmm. then he hit COVID protocols, was out for uh, one or two weeks, I don't remember. And then he just wasn't the same afterwards. Yep. But as we've mentioned and as we've seen, that can have an effect on guys. And then you give him about a year off and they come back just fine. So I like Cam Newton to bounce back this year and lead that team to a playoff spot. Yeah,
0: Patriots are my pick for sure to win the NFC East or AFC East. Um, Are you taking them over the Bills? I'm taking them over the Bills. I I love the Bills. I love Sean McDermott. I love Josh Allen. I love Stephon Diggs. I love the way they've retooled that offense. I can't remember if they got them a running back or not, not to say Devin Singletary isn't good or um, uh, Zach. It's not Zach Bush. Uh, Either way, he's not good either. But that's one of their spots that they really lack in. They they don't have that smash mouth running back that they can depend on. It's It's a lot of high flying, throwing the ball, and then hopefully we can scratch out five yards here on this run. And... Belichick has never had a season that bad in his life I don't believe uh he's probably still chapped from it he made it very apparent what his plans are this season during the NFL draft and the week following after literally buying everybody on the free agent market for hundreds on the dollar he did not care what he paid he was getting them like you said defense is back Back in action, so many guys opted out last year, and I think that's going to loom super heavy for this NFC East. And I think a lot of them are going to be thinking, Ah, pff, Patriots team coming back, old Billy's dead, and then all of a sudden the 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 Patriots are going to come out and start laying down seventy-two to six beatdowns.
1: Right, and not to mention he's not a guy that buys into too many narratives, but the one that he would buy into is that, uh, or you know, kind of opposes that. last year, people have been talking about how Tom Brady won that breakup. He was the guy that was stirring that pod. He was the mm. one that was taking him. Mm. Not so much Bill Belichick as we used to think it was more 50 50. And I, I disagree <laughs> with that. I think he was as big of a reason. They just, as we mentioned, it was just not their year last year. The no. recipe was not right. And I think they get back there, and he's got uh, got something to prove again somehow.
0: I do believe you are correct. So those are our way too early early. division winner predictions. Never too early when it comes to the NFL. 72 days away. That wraps it all up for the gridiron. Quick stop by the MLB, the Diamond. Um, Last night, uh, your Rockies pick today, our Rockies pick yesterday, you might have saw they won in convincing fashion, eight to nothing. But you might not have saw that there was a no-no in present at the start of the ninth inning. That no-no by Mr. Germán Marquez was busted on the first run or the first batter of the ninth inning. Uh, hit a single. The very next batter grounded into a double play, and the very next batter on the first pitch grounded into an out, and he lost it on one hit. Went nine innings, five Ks, one walk, so his defense really helped him out all night long. It was a beautiful outing, but no, no, no in the books for Herman Marquez, but he does get the complete game shutout. Dominant game for him.
1: We were high on him, and he did not disappoint. No, he has been pitching great. We keep getting close. I'm not, uh, you know, burying your prediction on uh, double digit no hitters this season quite yet. We are getting close. I think we're going to start seeing another one or two here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Okay. I like, like that prediction. We'll see what happens. We're still riding it out at six, right? It might be seven now after your Cubs combined one. I could be wrong. That's right. That was a no no. Yeah. So seven. Is that right? It would be seven. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's seven. We're getting three three more. We get the double digits. I predict that. I predicted that in the first week of the damn season for crying (laughs) out loud. So there you go. There you have that. Uh, We briefly talked about it uh, yesterday, but everything has officially come out now for uh, Santiago. Yeah um he's officially suspended he's officially out um it was officially a foreign substance it was rosin which is now per the new rules of the MLB illegal on the foreign substance policy however Makes no sense to me because there is a bag of rosin behind the mound on every single diamond in every single MLB game. So just because you put it on yourself and it's not in a bag and it mixes with your sweat and runs down onto your glove and becomes a tacky-like substance, that is now suspensionable. That makes no damn sense to me at all. I'm sure you could say a little otherwise, like, ah, it's against my socks, fuck that guy. No, I don't give a shit about that.
1: But... I, I well, think no, it's a little I mean, weird. What, the goofiest thing is that I was listening, I think it was Buster only said, like, oh, they didn't actually test the glove, like, actually like test-test the glove. And so they're kind of just going off of... they. He said they were going off of what the umpire's
0: report was on the field. So it really... Well, and Santiago said, too, he was like, yeah, I, I, I used rosin. Yeah, it was rosin right. and sweat. So, right. like, maybe it could be that shit, too. They didn't right. test it, and they're like, hey, let's sweep it under the rug. Dumbass, why did you do this? We told you not to do this. But if you're going the whole nine
1: yards to put it in a... Uh, sealed bag which was yeah. a hefty bag why not just throw it? i i don't know how they would test it but why not why not for going right. that whole nine yards give it a test egg exactly. no for sure and uh if it's just rosin then uh, i guess it's against the rules but there's at least some type of uh all right that's not that big of a deal right like yeah. come on let's move on here
0: yeah um don't want to really get into it all too deep um some shit came out again with bauer outage Yeah. Uh, Not looking good. Trevor Bauer uh, back that whole stuff that happened at the beginning of the year um, with the nice young lady. Uh, That's all I'll really say on that. Um, He might have some allegations coming his way and we might not be seeing Trevor Bauer for quite some time. This this one seems pretty damn serious. Uh, from what i've read you always know let it play out let the judicial play it let let justice play out if it true it is true everything i hope justice is served to the full extent if it's not i hope everything is reversed and bauer gets right back on the field but just so you guys know we (laughs) this one is looking a little hot i this uh, as fast as the deshaun one kind of just like has disappeared sort of yeah just disappeared now um I think we got a little bit of this one to investigate still yet. So that's all I'll say about that. Just so you guys know about that. If you're like, where the hell has Trevor Bauer been? Uh, Mm -hmm. shit. Hey, T's and P's to you, Trevor. I hope everything's good. Or the reverse, you know, moving along. Um, Josh Donaldson. Mm -hmm. Last night. Oh, look at you perk up. Last night, ripped a piss missile on Lucas Giolito. And as he is rounding first base, just flicks his nice mullet back and uh, looks in Giolito's direction and says the kind phrase of not sticky anymore, hum, buddy, and keeps running around those bases. Well, it enraged Sox fans worldwide. It has put Lucas Giolito in a position where he had to respond, says it's a bum move, it's ridiculous, it's Bush League, bro, and if you have a problem with me, you come and say it to my face. So I want to hear it straight from the mouth of a Sox fan himself. Speaking for Sox fans in the Chicagoland area, how are we feeling about this? What's going on out there? Are we taking knives and pitchforks straight to Josh Donaldson's front doorstep? Nah, I mean, Lucas said it himself. The only thing he didn't mention, Lucas said...
1: The W's next to my name. We got the win, and they're in last place. That's all we need, that's all it needs to be said. Uh, the Sox won. Uh, he only gave up three earned runs. Giolito did. Sox ended up... Uh, maybe they're in
0: first place because of sticky stuff. The rest of their pitching
1: staff is still clipping along. And Giolito was fine just after that home run. He was uh, five or six innings, only three earned runs allowed. That was a two-run bomb, so he was uh, settled in right after that. So I got no issues. Uh, It's his fastball that's uh, kind of missing location-wise a little bit. His uh, off-speed stuff is totally fine. So, uh, yeah, Josh Donaldson can uh, pound sand. Twins are bottom of the pack, and uh, we're
0: still in first place. Sounds like you guys are thinking about Josh Donaldson a lot. You're the one that brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) You brought it up and asked me. Well, there you go. There you have it. The Sox fans (laughs) do not care about Josh Donaldson or his antics, even though uh, G Lito was forced to make a statement on it yesterday. So pound sand, Josh Donaldson for the Chicago White Sox fan base. Wrapping things up here. That does it for the diamond. Let's make a couple quick pit stops by the hardwood and the ice NBA playoff action rages on Um, last night. Told you guys, I was going to be hammering in the Hawks. There was no question about it. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody and their dogs were uh, taking the Suns. So, taking, or, the bucks. Uh, taking the Bucks. I'm sorry. So, uh, back on my analysis for today. <laughs> uh, so I had to do it. Uh, series even now, two-two. Going back to Milwaukee um we'll see status of Giannis up in air who knows actually what's going on there he seemed to be walking okay so I don't think it's an ACL I don't think it's bad enough but I then again stuff have could have already been coming out by the time we've been on this pod so we'll be sure to keep you updated there I'm not too sure I know you got some stuff you probably want to talk about as far as the box hawks but I honestly don't know
1: I mean I was looking right before to see if there was a uh, Any updated odds on the series itself, and they have not posted these odds, so it's clear that they're waiting on the status of Giannis. It does seem like I think Trey Young will be back for Game Five. He seemed, uh, you know, pretty energetic, energetic on the bench. Was kind of wasn't really limping or anything, keeping himself seated. He was kind of moving all over the place, yeah. jumping up and down. So. I'd venture to guess and say that he's back for game five. So, I mean, if there's no Giannis in game five and beyond, any game that Giannis is not in, I It's going to create
0: some serious technical difficulties for that yeah, Bucks no team. Yeah, no kidding,
1: man. I don't know what to expect if that's the case. Yep. This playoffs is anybody's ball game right now. and We'll uh, see. And we I'm see.
0: still hanging tight onto that Atlanta Hawks championship ticket. It ain't going nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. They've given me a few opportunities to cash out, and <laughs> I ain't doing it.
1: I don't even know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm not nervous because I, I don't have any tickets. I've just, I'm just. This is just shocking. I've never seen anything like this in the
0: NBA where yeah. the stars are just falling why off. I, the I feel is... like I'm just. I'm my confidence in the Atlanta Hawks has never been higher. If I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you, uh, just with how everything is shaking Shit's out like goofy this right now. Uh, Then you heard our stuff, Clippers, Suns. We won't dive too crazy back into that. I do believe there is going to be a Game 7. The Suns are not taking this one tonight. I think we see another struggling night from a lot of their key members who should be due for a rebound, but I don't think it's going to be coming until they get back in front of their home fans.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I've uh, said the last couple of days I'm still taking the Suns in 7. And, uh, yeah, we're
0: both. We already made the pick, so we are all over the Clippers tonight. All over the Clips. And last but not least, Stanley Cup, ice, hockey, NHL, playoffs. Habs, Lightning, game two tonight. You know where I stand. I'm back in my Habs. Uh, I just think this plus 180 to plus 200 spot for the Habs is very, very profitable. They've been extremely dangerous in this spot. Everybody and their dogs is on the Lightning. This is Vegas. This is the playoffs. And uh, I think the Habs squeak away with one here tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, like I said, I'm on the fence on this one, but uh As far as entertainment is concerned, I would love to see the Habs on top of it tonight.
0: I think it'll be a low-scoring affair, too. Uh, Defense is back in action. Goalie's back in action. So I don't think we're going to see anywhere near a football score or anything near uh, what we saw on Monday. I think this might end a little uh, 3-1, be uh, 2-1 to the very end, and then we pull a goalie, and we end uh, 3-1 here tonight. So there's my early prediction. Habs, 3-1 victory this evening. Why don't
1: you get wild and take the alternate line, minus one and a half?
0: I probably will. Okay. Why the hell not? I was gonna... We'll see what <laughs> happens. We'll see what happens. Be sure to follow <laughs> us on the Action app. I might just so lock that bad boy in. Uh, outside of that, that's about it going on in the ice. You know, finals, game seven, nothing uh, crazy, no big storylines, anything coming out as of yet. We just trudge right along into game two. Be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, the Talking the Line page on Twitter, and myself and Mags will be sure to cover all of this action tonight uh, with all types of content and our takes from everything going on. So make sure you follow us there. If you don't want to search for all of that stuff, just head over to this episode's description and hit our link tree. We put all of our socials and all of our additional content in. In there for you so you can easily access it. You ain't got to scroll all over the damn interweb trying to find stuff from the TTL crew. Last but certainly not least, um, partner, I have uh, gotten everything about off my chest I think I need to uh, do here today. Anything for you burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to these kind folks that stopped by episode number 70 of the TTL Pod today?
1: Uh, Interesting little tidbit here. All uh, I right. I had nothing yesterday. Still didn't really have too much, but uh, since I had nothing yesterday, I got to bring something to the table here. On this day in, I lost the date already, 1930-something, 1930-something, Detroit radio exec George Richards buys or pays $7,952 to buy the Portsmouth. Spartans moves and rebrands them to Detroit as the Detroit Lions. Wow. About eight thousand dollars, all it costs for an NFL team about uh, you know ninety years ago. Shit, we could have had if, uh, an NFL team. If we get figure uh, if we figure out time travel. I, I think my first order of business is traveling back to the twenties and thirties and buying myself an NFL team. I don't know about you.
0: I uh, I would have to agree. First, I got to make a pit <laughs> stop by the bank before I jump sure. into the time traveling machine. But uh, once we do that, yeah, yeah. we got ourselves a uh, NFL team. We'll just fast forward into the future and hopefully that NFL team turned into the Chiefs or the Buccaneers, and then. Well, good.
1: You know, I mean, you can kind of dictate that if you really try hard enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I
0: man. I think you can get the job done. Yeah. But uh, in this case, you might want to stay away from the yeah, maybe not the Lions. Might want to stay away from the Port, yeah, Smith. The the from the Port Smith Spartans because they turn into the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. and it's going to be quite the struggle in the Motor City for a while. You know, you you improved your money though. Yeah, yeah, improved <laughs> your money for sure. I mean, hey, I you you definitely are living in a sure. beautiful five hundred thousand square foot mansion for sure, no question. Ooh, so there you go. Would you rather be an
1: owner of a team that's perennially terrible like the Lions or be a fan of a team who is perennially one of the best in the league?
0: So would I rather be a GM or a fan?
1: an owner or a fan but you're i would rather
0: you, be an owner yeah, i know that's probably an easy one. <laughs> but your team
1: sucks it's terrible
0: <laughs> well, and you're well then i'm a you. shit-ass owner i gotta tu- i gotta turn around my game and get some that's damn guys the in the building your, your team just sucks. oh so you Nothing can you can, can do. you can never bring any Nothing new guys you in you can never go to free agency you, you, you can do
1: all those things you can try all you want but so you're, you're telling me there's no there's no
0: way you could ever win a playoff game could ever do anything like that
1: i'm talking about this scenario you're cursed to mediocrity at best. Like the Lions, who haven't yeah, won a playoff game. Yeah, mediocrity
0: at best. And I get a private jet alongside parents, with... Hey, you sell the team. They me- chant. I I will take a side of mediocrity with my <laughs> private jet. Yes, sir. No problem at I all. Think that's my answer, too. No problem, problem at, at all. You know... No problem at all, team. my friend. <laughs> well, thank team. you, thank you for your sidebar there, my friend. If we could all travel back in time to right around 1930, we could uh, buy an NFL team for right about eight thousand bucks. But hold the phone! Breaking news right now on the TTL Pod, per Mister Magnuson. What's Not going on? Not necessarily
1: breaking news. We forgot to mention it in hockey. Our captain Jonathan Tate, oh. appears to be. Uh, he made an explanation. Appears to be that he is going to be back in action next year. Yeah. Over the moon with excitement for that guy, man!
0: Absolutely, Captain. Oh, Captain! I should have worn my jersey today. Uh, actually, that video broke as we were just about to start right. the pod, so might have to break out the old Captain jersey. Yep. Uh, tomorrow, But so grateful to hear he's okay. Had um, some type of an immune immunity disorder, yeah. uh, but it is all good now. He is back in action. That is kind of what I thought. My first early prediction, as a lot of people had, was kind of something along the lines of ALS, and that got kind of really scary for a while because then a lot of rumors started coming out that that might be true little bit less major than that thank goodness and uh he will be back for the 2022-2023 season so can 21-22 yeah i'm sorry uh, i was going too far ahead uh but yes he will be back cannot wait to see the captain back in the hawks uniform and back on the ice in the center so we will uh we will definitely be geared up hopefully we can get to uh some hawks games here yeah, no uh, coming up next year so there you go. There you have it. Today's rants and reactions, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, not to mention our mag sidebar. Thank you, sir. Outside of that, anything I skipped, missed, didn't discuss, didn't talk about before uh, we dive deep into some motivation minutes here? No, go right ahead. All right. Actually, uh, one uh, one quick additional announcement here uh, before we wrap everything up we have um, a new partnership we uh, are excited to announce here very soon uh, not gonna tell you guys all too much about it yet we're getting a few things set up in the background uh, but we have joined yet another sports gambling community this community is absolutely awesome uh, some of the biggest names in the sports gambling industry are a part of this uh, part of this uh, community. Cannot wait to start bringing some of the stuff that uh, they give to us to be able to share with you and make our content bigger and better for each and every one of you. Uh, We have some big, big stuff coming right around the corner. Um, It would be so much faster, and we wish it could be faster if it wasn't just me and Mags, but everything at its right pace and just as you guys are supposed to receive it. So continue to stick with us. We got some big announcements and some fun stuff to uh, talk about here coming up very, very soon. So make sure you stay locked into the pod and into the TTL socials for any updates, any new content, partnerships, anything in between. With all that being said, let's wrap this show up, episode number 70, with a little Motivation Minutes. Once again, I've just been uh, short and sweet this week. Haven't uh, been bogging you guys down with anything too crazy. Definitely earth-shattering stuff and stuff you need to apply to your life that will change a lot of areas in your life. But uh, short and sweet, letting you guys kind of... uh, Go down the rabbit hole yourself, if you will. Generate your own thoughts off of this, your own perspective, and uh, just apply the mindset to your life or whatever the message of the day might be to your life. So for today, um, I wanted to share a, a message, a very, very simple message, something that we all face, and I mentioned it at the top of the show, but today's message for my motivation minutes is on embracing the hate. And whatever form of hate you may be facing, maybe that's your average, typical, somebody throwing shade your direction, talking shit about you, or saying you're less than, or you'll never amount to anything, or you're in this job because of XYZ reason, you can never get to the next level, whatever the case might be your standard hate or maybe it's people you don't even know who have no idea about you at all but in some fashion or another are sending negativity your way or maybe a a community you're part of or maybe uh you're part of an organization that opposes this organization and you're getting that negativity whatever the hate might be you get what i'm saying there's there's hate all over this world and in so many different forms but you know me I'm trying to spread a little love. And I think that's what we need to start doing and what you need to start doing. Stop with the hate. Embrace the hate from wherever it comes. Encounter it with love. Because what I've found is that when you focus on, and I've said this before, when you focus on the haters or a negative situation or whatever that hate is coming your direction... If you focus all on that and worry about all on that in your life, one thing I can tell you is that other person is putting their head on their pillow at night and sleeping just sound. They are just fine. But you are spinning in your thoughts, worrying about that person hating you. So in turn, all of that worry and not allowing the hate to just embrace it and bounce it off of you and rather letting it become you is like drinking poison and hoping that other person dies. Because all you're doing is adding to your anxiety, adding to your stress, adding to your question marks by adding validation to people who think you are less than. Are you less than? I don't think so. I think you're kind. I think you're smart. I think you're important. I think you were blessed with amazing abilities to do amazing things in this life. I think you need to say F them. To each and every one of your haters. I think that you need to embrace that hate. Let it come to you. When it comes your way, say, "All right, people are noticing me. If you have haters, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. If you are being successful in this life, if you are accomplishing things, if you are reaching goals, there will always be somebody to tell you that you're not. I can promise you that. And I told you just a moment ago that those people are sleeping sound at night and just fine in their life. But maybe they're not. Maybe their life is so damn miserable that the only way that they can find any type of enjoyment or fulfillment is to share that hate and that negativity with other people and force it on other people. Maybe. So maybe. You can be the light in their darkness. Maybe you can embrace all this hate and turn their mindset around. Maybe you can be the beacon of hope in the raging storm of negativity and toxicity that we all live in every single day. Maybe you can be that light. So I'll let you think about that. I'll let you spin on that. I'll let you do with what you will and what you please. But today I just want you to remember to embrace the hate whatever is coming your way know that it is not true it is coming your way because other people have to take the time to assure themselves that just because their life is not good that they got to make your life not good don't worry about it stop drinking the poison and hoping everybody else dies when you're the one putting the stuff in your body alleviate the anxiety alleviate the worry alleviate the fear of all that that hate brings. That hate just adds to your anxiety and makes you think that you're even less than. Because we all struggle with that. We all have the, I do, from time to time. You think you're less than, you think you don't measure up. We're humans, that, that's what it is. Don't allow other people to validate that for you. Let those be passing thoughts through the brain and just be thoughts, that's all they are. And they're in and out. And the real version of you is what is on the surface. You are successful, you are kind, you are smart, you are important, and you have been blessed beyond measure. So use those blessings today. Stop wasting them by worrying about the hate. Stop drinking the poison, and maybe, just maybe, you can be a light in the darkness to those haters. So that does it today for my motivation minutes. Good stuff, my man. You know, there's people that just
1: will hate on you for no reason, whether they're in your life or random people. The biggest thing you got to know is that uh, you know internally you are who you are, and if you are happy with who you are, it doesn't matter what that person says. I got a quick story that I thought of uh, before we wrap up. I used to work college summer job. I used to work at a go kart, mini putt, arcade, laser tag, solid summer, solid summer job while I was in college. I Grady's Fun my- Park. Uh, Volcano Falls. Shout out. Um,
0: Shout out. Grady's was my joint at the OSTU.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, no, sorry. In my hometown, college summer. Okay, gotcha. But anyways, uh, every single person that was, just about every single person that was on the staff was a high school student or in college, but there was one day where I had this guy who had his little kid on the go-karts, and then he started to walk away, but still about me to the camera, he leans down to his son and goes, you see that guy in the green shirt? That's why you go to college. And I looked at him and I said, I didn't say anything. I just looked at him, gave him the dirtiest, funniest look, and I was like, "Did you really just say that in front of me, dude?" Like, first of all, to say that in front of me is just the biggest piece of shit move in the world. And second of all, even if you were out of earshot, you would—if you asked anyone, every single person was either in high school or in college, mm-hmm. and so it didn't really bother me because it was just like, "Did that person really just say that in front mm-hmm. of me?" Like, come on, dude. What? How? How old are you? First of all, I don't like to stereotype myself, but the dude had about three teeth in his mouth. Mm. Didn't look like he'd ever read a book in his life, let alone gone to college. And now he's saying that type of stuff to his little five-year-old son. And it's like, come on, dude,
0: screw it, screw off. So I think you've been drinking the poison a little too long on a homeboy. You might just <laughs> got all those feelings out, my friend. You might have just finally got all those feelings out uh, from the last couple of years. And I'm like glad said, we could have done that on the TTL pod for you. <laughs> like I said,
1: it's not so much that it bothered me because obviously I was in college at the time. It was just so much that it bothered me. Like there's actually people who would... Within earshot, clearly within earshot. Not like he whispered it; it was he meant that he meant for meant me to for hear. It. And to and hear it, yeah. like, There's actually people in this world that will do that, and uh, from that point on, yeah, yeah, don't let it get
0: to me. Hey, well there you go. You know my motto: Give them the blades. Yeah. Who cares? What difference does it make? We're just gonna keep driving on, and we're gonna keep achieving, succeeding, and believing, even when nobody else does. So that, ladies and gentlemen, officially does it. For my motivation minutes of the day. Boy oh boy, we have been here for a hot minute, our first almost official two-hour episode. Sheesh. Two freaking hours we've been talking to you guys. Sheesh. I don't even know how that uh that got away from us like that. Uh, but there you go. There you have it. We have shit to do. We got other meetings and other plans and some other things we got to get into today. So that is the show. It has been an absolute blast here with you guys. I I honestly time slipped away from me. I cannot believe we have already been here NFL discussion have already been (laughs) NFL into the UFC I mean everything so uh, hey this might become a regular thing Uh, strap in you never know what you're gonna get here it might be an hour show it might be a two-hour show you might be here until the next day we can't tell you because we make things up as we go along too. Except our bets and analysis that we do the cold cold hard research on everything else we just figure it out in between so as always for myself and Mags Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide that joined us on episode number 70 of the TTL pod on this beautiful June 30th, 2021 for myself and Mags. Once again, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.